Hey, it's Mandy from Little Geek Loss and the podcast, and you're listening to this freaking show. What's up, everybody? I am Travis here. Welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It's a weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Same weekly podcast is brought to you every single week by the Fire Pit Barn Grill of Peelton, Illinois. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant to offer you a burger and beer for just $7.99 every Monday and Wednesday, I know what you're thinking. Travis D, is there anything else that this bar offers other than just a burger and beer for $7.99 every Monday and Wednesday? You tell us that every single week. Well, Yes, it is. Because on Tuesday, you can buy wings for 75 cents. On Thursday, you can go play bingo for free. Going there on the weekends. They got bands that play pretty much every single weekend. Happy hours there, too. Check it out. Go to Fire Pit Bar on Facebook. They'll tell you the times of happy hour. They'll tell you about their drink specials they have all the time, as well as all the events that they put forward. Check out the Fire Pit Bar and Grill, Piatone. Ladies and gentlemen. I am so out of breath right now because I am overly excited for the fact that we are still pushing along in Keto Month, February, of course. Um, I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I, I literally have no words that could express how excited I am for all the feedback that we have been getting on this uh this series, this this keto series. Um, so yeah. Just like uh, the last couple of weeks, I'm not going to sit here and drag out the intro to this because I know the reason you guys are here is to learn more about keto. Again, I want to thank Jackie for taking the time out to do this. I know how busy her day is and her schedule is. And the fact that uh, she took out the time to do this with me, uh, it, it means the world to not only um, me as a podcaster, but to me personally because me being on the keto diet, I learned so much. I'm excited uh, to have the opportunity to uh, sit down with somebody who has so much knowledge on this. And I'm hoping that you guys are learning something from this as well. And like I have mentioned before, too, if you have any questions about the keto diet or anything, even after listening to this, message me. Get in uh, touch with uh, Jackie. Won't be a problem at all. So why don't we dive into the the series and uh, keep moving forward with Jackie. So, yes, you can come back after a cheat meal. And, yes, you can make it easier. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess when it comes down to it, the easiest way to come back from it is just not get out of it at all. Well, see, but then that way, like when you say it that way, black it's like a black and white, mm-hmm. but it makes it when, okay, I'll put it this way. I was strict ketogenic eating my entire first year. And although I had progress and roller coasters and setbacks because we all have events where we just fall off or we get, you know, we just, at that point, we don't care and why not? Like, it's really hard to say I'm going to stay strict keto eating 24-7 all the time. We all have slip-ups. We all have hormones. We all have stress. We all have feelings. We all slip up eventually, but the slip-up doesn't have to snowball to be worse than it is. You know, when you're reintroducing carbs into your diet, um, the more refined or processed carbs, 
you get that carb hangover feeling regardless with the bloatedness, the inflamedness, the headaches. Um, and a lot of people who go keto who have that sugar addiction or carb addiction usually use that first stomach ache after a cheat meal as I don't ever want to do this again or um, as a motivation to find an easier way to be able to cheat and come back. So it's about finding your balance of how you want to go about it, whether you want to be more strict keto and, you know, there's different ways to carb cycle with keto, whether you do it on weekends, if you do a target keto where you're only doing um, a small carb up of 20 to 30 what carbs before your hard workout or if you're doing protein up on training days to where you're only upping you know a carb cycle technically a carb overload of just protein um like there's different ways that oh hello there yep, um, there's just different ways, you know, your body uses the muscles to break it down. So it just depends, like carb and cheat days are another tool that you can use or work in. It just depends on what your goal is and what works for your lifestyle of how you can utilize it. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, no, you can't cheat because I cheat. I have to cheat once a month. Like for me, it's like my inner food demon is what I call her. Like in order for me to appreciate what I do for an entire month, that's why I also like super enjoy my cheat days and I'm more smarter about it too. Um, but after a cheat day too, like I said, once a month I do an extended fast. I actually line up my extended 60 hour fast right after my cheat days. <laughs> That uh -huh. way, okay. um, you know, you can do your intermittent fasting after a cheat day. It'll help a little bit speed it along. But I do, like I said, it's usually a weekend a month where I don't count anything. I don't look at anything. If I'm feeling it and I want to taste it that weekend, then I do it. But I also use the, the ketones on those days. So it's not so much of an angry backlash on my body <laughs> that I can get through it and enjoy it a little easier. But then, you know, when we host and we help out with the 60-hour reboots, we're doing an aided 60-hour fast. I usually do right after. So the damage that I did to my body, if I did more than my ketones will allow me to pause, you know, then I get to do a quick metabolic reset, further ketosis into that keto adaptation and coming out of that 60 hours after my carb overload. You know, I come out of that fast in keto adaptation and making those ketone bodies already. So it's a super deep level of ketosis on the other side. So I don't, sometimes I work out harder and I just do the regular. Sometimes I line it up with an extended fast where I don't have to work out. So it depends on how you want to pretty much, like I said, if you want that carb meal, you got to work for it. So do you want to work for it through sweat and hard work? Or do you want to work through it through a fast and sort of detox it out that way? So there's other ways to sort of look at it and to harness the power of the glorious, delicious, tasty cheats. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's other ways too. I don't know. Um, I know with my Pinterest board that I offer for my group, there's so many alternatives 
that there's easier, there's other ways to make things that you might think, like find something that you're craving. There's a good chance that I can find something for you that's similar that you can make on your own or that you can get at the same place of your restaurant or whatever that's similar that isn't so bad. So it's a slightly smarter alternative that might hit a few cravings of your cheat meal by just swapping out a few ingredients. So then you think you have a cheat meal, it satisfies those urges, but it's not necessarily a black and white labeled cheat meal. So there's a way you can do that too, just swapping a little better. And then the ingredients that you don't swap that are super tasty or you just don't care at that point, you don't have to feel as guilty because you eased up on a few of the other areas. I gotta say, you're a lot nicer about people who cheat than I am. Because, <laughs> like, it, well, it's weird because, like, whenever like my friends like want like talk to me, I was like, "Hey, I think about doing the keto diet. I think about doing the keto diet." And I was like, "Yeah, no, awesome. I I love it, and I I fully support the idea of doing it." And um, you know, you just it's just all about commitment and everything. But the problem is, like, from what I've noticed, and you know, I'm not saying that, you know, anyone's, you know, a bad person for not doing it, but, like, when they have, like, their cheat day, like, it's, like, their last day of keto. They don't really focus on it. But that's the whole reason we're doing this interview, so people can understand the fact, I mean, even when you have that one bad day, it's a possibility to get back into it. You just got to use it. You just got to take, I guess, not calling it a negative, but, you know, a negative and turn it into a positive. Right. It's all mindset and how you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, all we can really do, like when it comes to how you fuel your better, you want to live your life. Um, when you're looking at something as a diet more than like a lifestyle, like I'm not badgering people's word of choice. I just want to say like that that shows your goal of how you're using it. Like all we can do is give you this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool. Um, I know what I refer to a lot people, whether you, uh, if you've been following me or not, I call it my better toolbox. You know, I offer all of my experiences or different things or ways that can apply to you to build your better. What works over here for this person might not work over here, but you'll find something in that box that applies to your life. So if you're looking at something for short term, you know, somebody using ketogenic for a short term is going to look at it more as a diet, going to look at it more as goal focus and a more quick result, more intense of an area. I've noticed talking with people, um, those that view it as a diet are more goal oriented, um, more strict when it comes to it once that validation now and a quicker result now and isn't worried usually doesn't have like a long-term view with this relationship with ketogenic, like they just want to use it to get to a certain point and be done. Whereas there's people who utilize um, ketosis or want to do it long-term that they utilize other tools to cycle in to sort of make it work for them. So somebody that views it more as a lifestyle might indulge in the cheats but they know what they're doing or to them the word like the the other tools that they're using around that cheat you know is whether they're celebration for something or whether they use it just to like I use it for sanity um I have three kids my husband is not keto um you know they're more standard cravings so you'll see like 
Well, I know I've had a busy year, but the YouTube is coming back this year. We're going to do more, um, more wow. recipes because a lot of people are curious how they can get so hard to prep for keto. They think they're so weird, like afraid of using that word <laughs> when it comes to their family. So if you don't tell them what it is, you just prep good whole food and see like what they choose. So sometimes, you know, we prep. I make something and everybody eats it or I add like a bread or a pasta alternative to it on the side because they've asked for it and that's what they want. Um, but yeah, it depends on how your lifestyle is and how you view it to want to build towards your butter. So that's sort of like why I love talking about the power of ketosis and I like bringing the keto awareness because there's so it's not just, well, this is keto, like it's one thing to pick up and apply. It's technically a whole box of different tools and quirks that you can take to try to add to your better, to sort of help build your better. It depends on your goal and what you want to harness and use it for. Gotcha. I mean, I... I don't, I don't like when it comes to me and everything. Um, I noticed that the biggest difference between doing keto now and doing keto last year was I, last year for five months, like I didn't do cheat days. I stuck to, you know, eating what I believe I needed to eat. Um, I didn't do uh, net carb counts. I stuck strictly to just, you know, I looked at a package, saw the carbs in it, and that's what my focus was. I stayed around 15 grams of carbs a day, which was pretty low starting out from what I'm now learning. For some reason, though, it worked. It like, does. It was, it's, like, like I said, it depends on how how hard you want to work your body to get to that state. Yeah, well, I, like my, you start my, out lower, you push through faster, you get into ketosis faster. Yes, but you're also giving yourself that big deficient. You're creating a bigger energy deficient to get that result. Yeah, I mean, and I, had the, I had the biggest motivation in the world. I just didn't want to die at 29 years old. You know, I was like, well, you know, I was like, you know, <laughs> I. But that was the biggest thing. It's like, you know, I had to find, I like everyone needs to find their reason to do something. You know, like. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you just want to do it for yourself because you want to look good or you want to feel better and everything. My biggest thing when it came down to like deciding on doing a keto diet was like, one day I want to be a dad. I think I'd be pretty good at it. Um, and the biggest thing is like being 29 years old and still not having a child. Eventually, when my child's old enough to want to run around a park and have fun and everything, I'm going to be in like my mid 30s, probably closer to late 30s and stuff like that. And I don't want to be, you know, a you know, four hundred fifty pound, you know, mid thirty year old guy who can't play with their child. You know, I don't want to take my kid to a park and while they're sitting there playing on the swings or want me to push them or anything, I can't do it because I just don't have the energy to do it and stuff. So it's like it's it's a lot of my motivation for dieting was everything that I wanted in the future. And I think that's I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to it. It's like, it's like I mentioned earlier in the show, and you kind of brought it up a couple of times too. A lot of it's a mental thing. Like, you have to want it and actually believe in doing it. You know, like, I mean, keto is all based on, you know, you know, monitoring what you're eating and all this uh, and everything else. 
Um, but you know, you have to have your heart into it or else you're not going to succeed in it. And as harsh as it is to say that, I mean, it's the truth. And that's why I tell a lot of my friends is like, if you really don't believe that you're capable of doing it, you know, you really need to, you know, focus a lot better than what you're trying to do. Like, you know, it's not something that, you know, it's more like you have to be more, instead of just applying like just the basic principles and just going with it, it actually, you have to approach it as utilizing it to sort of understand your body and what you're going through once you understand the process and you get to that point it just all starts to click to where you realize okay i might not have to be as strict because i'm starting to feel because when you hit in ketosis you know you have you feel it you have that mental clarity your inflammation's down you're thinking faster you're sleeping better like you have you may or may not have that random keto breath. We all talk about it and we randomly get, but you know, you can tell when you're in ketosis more, you're not feeling deprived. You're feeling hydrated. You're feeling light. You're feeling energized. Like when you talk, when we talk about the biohacking to get you, like when you're in ketosis and we talk about, I know I talk about it and I joke about it, like being in my ninja mode, like, it just puts me laser focused. It, I have this ninja energy. Like you feel like you can take on the world. Like you're a literal superhero walking around with your own theme song. That's <laughs> how you know if you're in ketosis. And when you're in that feeling, you know, you feel like anything's possible, but there, you also understand that there's different levels of that feeling that you can control too with how you eat and how you fuel. So when you notice, you know, well, I get, I can start up like I'm thinking clear here. Maybe, you know, I can eat a little bit more of this today or I won't work out as harder today. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of have to find your balance. Like I preach all the time. The beauty is in the balance. It's not, you shouldn't be looking at the battle with yourself and looking at it as you have to do this to achieve something. The beauty of ketosis and what I've learned of ketosis and being in whatever this whole magical ninja state of living and cycling in and out of and being smarter with is the beauty in that balance you finally get that balance of understanding what your body's going through of a on a deeper level that most people who no offense on sugar burners you know i love you guys you know i, I i'm cycled sugar burner so this applies to me too but when we're so bogged down with those excess sugars and those carbs you know we don't think clearly. Our brain is so busy firing to try to burn off a little bit of glucose it can at a time that you really don't get to optimize your whole mental capability or your mental performance. When you're operating in that ketosis level, you know, you really unlock that superhuman living to where the neurons, you know, you're healing the neurons between your brains, they're fire it's firing faster, like you're thinking of stuff that you didn't even think you knew existed or that you retained in your little Britannica encyclopedia of your superhero ninja brain versus the old tired run down self all the time of just trying to make it between peak and valley of caffeine overdose or sugar hit. You know, you sort of learn to hit that level to where you ride that balance of those feelings and sort of you find your flow with it more than forcing a strict instead of getting when it comes to ketosis instead of like doing a b c d to finally get 
that aha feeling. Mm -hmm. Like we go through so much work to finally get to that feeling of feeling good about ourselves and having it all together. But it takes so much time and energy to get to that point. Whereas if you can biohack your system into that feeling first with ketosis, everything else follows in suit after. Like, it feels like you're flipping the, the roles a bit. Instead of chasing these random routines or these lists or these timed out space diets and doing A, B, C, D to maybe finally one day get to this feeling to where it finally works, you get to this feeling first then you have this extra time on your hands. Like you have the time to step back and see the full frame of everything versus being so run down on the now and tunnel focused on doing this, doing this right, doing this right. When you take that out, you get to see the whole picture at once and have that feeling of feeling awesome. Like your ninja feeling, you're feeling amazing and you have this extra space now. You actually can think through and see how you want to attack things after that feeling. So you're feeling great, good. Do I want to work out today? Or do I just want to put this energy towards organization or some other productive area of my life or work, anything? It doesn't always have to be about nutrition and fitness. You know, when we're feeling good, that snowballs over into so many other areas besides what we're eating and how we're working our body. Gotcha. I love the fact that you keep saying that you have like this ninja in you. <laughs> um, but, but for the ones that don't really have that in them, uh, obviously it looks like um, one of the other questions we do have here is it talks about the uh, keto test strips. Okay. Um, now I know like I've seen uh, mentions of like how they don't really work, how they actually do work and stuff like that. So I guess in, okay. So, I guess explain what the test strips are, how they work, and uh, I guess in your opinion, um, how accurate are they? Okay. All right. Um, so when you're testing for ketosis, pretty much uh, all your testing is your te – it depends on the area that you're testing. But what you're testing for ketones, you pretty much want to prove to yourself and have that immediate validation that I did something – and this ketone is showing up somewhere in my body. So in order to test for that, um, you have the blood testing or you have the urine testing, um, which we can get into both. Um, the urine strips, which most people go to because they're more fairly inexpensive, um, they check the ketone bodies in your urine. Um, with these, though, the only thing that the urine ones test, which is when people, this is where people get confused. Um, when you're testing with the urine strips, the only thing that they're telling you is if you have the acetoacetate ketones spilling over into your urine at that specific moment in time that you just tested. Um, the problem with this one um, that a lot of people don't realize if you're not testing at the same exact time every day, ingesting the same amount of water every day, um, you know, your hydration level when it comes to your urine and testing is 
a factor to take in. So, you know, um, this one fluctuates with time and your hydration and et cetera. So if you're not doing it, testing your urine, um, when you test your urine though, if you're using test strips for the urine, you wanna wait, you don't wanna do it immediately when you wake up because again, being dehydrated um, is gonna affect it too. You're gonna wanna give it like a few good hours after waking up to do your urine strips or if you can't do it then, just make sure you're testing at the same amount, or I mean, at the same time every day, just so you have that, um, you sort of take that factor out of it. But these ketones that you're testing in your urine aren't the actual ketone bodies. Um, they're just the ketones that your body dumps, um, when it builds up past the servant level in your kidneys. So when it comes to urine testing, people miscommunicate a little bit because some people get a darker reading, some people will get a lighter reading. The more ketone the more ketones that are testing in that strip, the darker it's gonna be. When you're in transition, you know, you're going to have some you might have a lighter reading there might be you know it's not going to be a none but it's going to be tan that just means that your body is absorbing more of the ketones than it's excreting your urine only tests the excess ketones that your body's excreting and that's if every all the other factors of testing are the same you know you're doing it at the same time you're the same hydration level you know it's it's a way to test for a form of ketosis but like you said, it's not the most accurate or consistent because it all depends on the control you have when you're testing yourself. If you're not doing it at the same time every day, if you're taking them randomly, if you're not hydrated, it's just gonna throw those off a little bit. Um, the most accurate way to test is with the blood test. Um, using a blood ketone meter is the most accurate. Um, with these, you get an instant reading. It tests the blood directly, uh, what they call the keto zone. Um, that's how you tell you if you're in ketosis or not, is if the amount of ketones hits a keto zone or, which is usually like a 0 0.5 to 5.0 milliliters, um, which is a big gap if you think about it. So as long as when you test through the blood strips, if you're hitting anywhere between that amount, your body's in a natural state of ketosis. Um, that's what I like about the blood meters and only for a fact that um, they actually measure the relative ketone bodies, which are the beta hydroxybutyrate ketones, which are the ones that your body's creating, the one that's being released directly into your bloodstream. Um, they're the, it's gonna measure that ketone concentration directly from the bloodstream which is the amount that your brain um, hasn't used yet. So it's uh, the good, the actual energy burning ketone bodies that are the ones that you measure in your blood. Mm -hmm. But like you said before, you can still test a form of ketosis in your urine, but you have to know what you're testing for and just be a little smarter when you're testing for it. Um, Oh yes, the test gets lighter. Uh, the more you, once you get fat adapted, though, um, that's what I mean by with a urine test strip. 
um, once you get fat adapted, you're not excreting a lot of excess ketones. Your body's using them for energy. You're using the fat for fuel. So the ketone bodies are being absorbed and used by the brain. So if you get a lower ketone reading and you feel iffy about it, then I would suggest doing the blood test because the blood test is going to be accurate and give you an exact number. Um, when it comes to keto testing, though, let me just say this. People get obsessed with drug testing themselves for carbs, okay? Which is exciting, okay? Because you want that immediate validation. I know that sounded weird, but it feels weird to drug test yourself to see if you test positive for carbs or not. But that's pretty much what keto testing is and what, what you're testing for. You want to see if your body is burning. You want to try to hit that fat burning mode and you want to see it physically. For those that aren't feeling it yet, it's a way to validate you're doing everything right. But you only test, like like I said, I'm two or three years into keto living, so I don't track all the time. I don't test all the time. You really only test that first month or so, or like when you're going off of a cheat meal. Like when you're going through that transition process is really only when you actually need to test or mm -hmm. feel the need to test um that's usually when people are more confused about what they're doing and want that validation they just can't see on the outside yet so it's sort of a way to take the inside reading and show it to you but the more long term you are with keto leaving like you don't check as often um you just have that zany energy like i said you just feel the benefits so you kind of know you're in ketosis when you're feeling amazing, your mental clarity, the brain fog, you're not deprived, you actually feel sustained on less, like you just kind of know after a while, but you usually only test in those situations. We are getting close to the finish line here, ladies and gentlemen. I could feel it. Part three of four is now listened to by you. Congratulations, you have listened to part three. Make sure you tune in next week for the final part of the part four series. On keto diets, Di diets, keto diets. There we go. I don't know how a diet it is, but if it doesn't exist, I just uh, created that. I'm gonna have to look into creating a um um uh, a meaning for that diets. I'm gonna make that note. So uh, you know, of course, uh, let me close out the um the episode uh, with what I'm freaking thinking and. You know, the only thing I'm thinking about right now is baseball season. It is coming up. Huge Sox fan. Chicago fan in general. I do I do root for the Cubs from time to time, but um, more or less, I am definitely a diehard Sox fan. Uh, they're going to start spring training here in a couple weeks, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with the Manny Machado and Bryce Harper rumors and stuff like that. In my opinion, I don't care if we get either of them at this point because we need to focus on rebuilding and not spending money on this stuff. Because we don't know what they're going to be like when they start with us. There's been a history, a past. Um, Jim Tomey, the exception, of course, my opinion. But every time we hire or um, sign or we um, receive a big-name person, they don't really live up to the hype when they come here. So I want to work with the farm system. I want to rebuild from that point. So that's my opinion on it. I don't care if we get Harper or Machado. Yeah, it will be great to get the fans there to see those guys. Personally, I'd rather take Harper over Machado because I think a left uh, a left-handed power hitter, you know, would definitely benefit us a lot more. Just my view, just my opinion, and everything. Um, make sure you do follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at this freaking show. 
Uh, make sure you tell your friends about us. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also Spotify. Can't forget Spotify. We're everywhere. You can just Google us. This freaking show. You will be able to find us. I promise you. And if you can't find us, you probably put a G at the end of freaking. And um, you spelled it wrong. F-R-E-A-K-I-N. No G. This freaking show. On social media. All over uh, platforms where uh, podcasts can be listened to. So make sure you check us out. Tell your friends about us. When you are listening to the show, if you could do me a huge, huge favor, it'll help me out. Wherever you go to listen to my podcast, give me a five-star rating and give me a review. It helps me out. It pushes me forward in the uh, podcasting community, as I'm trying to do. Trying to do it for both podcasts here and the JFW podcast, if you don't know about that. I also co-host the JFW podcast, Just Freaking Wrestling. I do that with Dizzle J. That show gets released every week, every week too. If you're a fan of uh, wrestling, make sure you check that out too. You can find that Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, not Stitcher, not on Stitcher with that one, but that's okay. We don't need to be on Stitcher with that one. Social media too, JFW Podcast. I am everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. So much social media. Also, if you've been following me on Facebook at this freaking show, you have known that you have seen that I have been plugging away and plugging away and plugging away. And all these amazing cosplayers that were part of the cosplaying series. With the exception of Oh My Sophie, I do uh, support her work. Even though she hasn't been on the show yet, but I'm working really hard to get her to be part of this freaking show. Trying to figure it out. Trying to get scheduling all worked out so we can get her on the show to get part of that series. Because believe it or not, that series is still going forward. So hopefully we can see how that works out in the future here. So make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you uh, listen to our show every single week. Click the notification on Google Play and iTunes and stuff so you know once this show drops, it's there for you. As always, I am Travesty, and thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.